Hello, hello. Welcome to Activate Your Origination podcast episode 20 this week. 20! <laughs> At some point, we'll probably have to stop saying the numbers because they're just adding up so much. It's hard to remember. Right. I know. Pretty soon we'll be like in the hundreds and then we just won't be able to start it um, that way. Yeah, I'm excited for today's conversation. Jenny and I were talking the other day. She's like, you know, we have the podcast coming up and I'm like, I know what I want to talk about. And when I told her, she was like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. So you're still kind of freezing. Am I? You're yeah. not anymore. Okay. We'll just see if it disappears or what happens. You can talk. Okay. I'll just be quiet. I'm just kidding because I'm freezing. <laughs> Sometimes when there's a lot of energy on the line, our electronics just do weird things. So yeah, we're just going to roll with it. It's happened before. It'll happen again. Right. It hasn't wrecked us yet. <laughs> oh, so right before we got on the call, we were talking with our mother which is so funny. Um, if somebody would have told me that we were going to have this conversation, even six months ago, I would have been like, I don't think so. I don't, right. I mean, it would have caused a lot of feelings inside of me and I would have been very resistant to having it. Um, and so it was funny that, that mom called and we were talking with her and she's like, what is your podcast going to be about? And it was like, it gave me the opportunity to, um, sort of move through having to say, the word clitoris, clitoris, sexuality, pleasure, the female body. If there's anywhere you don't want to say that to first, it's your mother. So thank you, mom. <laughs> right. Normally you should just say down there, down, down there. there. <laughs> so yeah. So we're going to talk about sexuality today. Um, so it makes perfect sense to be talking about our mother and for me to be using a super mom mug. Yeah. All the most like important it. things to talk about in motherly fashion. Yeah. I just built a fire in my house and I'm a little bit wondering if it's a good idea because it is roaring right now and crackling. And can you hear it? On the I can. Camera? It's very big. You guys get the ambiance of a fire in the fireplace in the background sounds. That's actually Jenny just being very lit up by this conversation. She's exactly. she's cracking. I've lit a fire in the fireplace with my magical energy before. <laughs> no joke, it really has happened. <laughs> right. So. the clitoris and actually I had to look at like I'm like is it clitoris or is it clitoris is it clitoris or is it clitoris I think it's one of those potato potato situations like I hear it in both um pronunciations so I'm going with clitoris it feels the easiest for me to who knows maybe just pop up so anyway what I discovered recently or what I took time to actually think about, I think, is that the clitoris is an organ that has 8,000 nerve endings. More nerve endings than any other organ in the human body, male or female. So it is essentially an organ that is designed for pleasure. And what's even more fascinating about it is although it is part of like the female reproductive system, it is not necessary in pregnancy. So it actually serves no function other than pleasure. So if you're talking about like the penis versus the clitoris, like the penis 
has pleasure. It has about 4,000 nerve endings. So half of what the, the clitoris has, um, but it's function of pleasure is also part of reproduction mm-hmm. where a clitoris doesn't have like it's, it's pleasure. Isn't contingent on reproduction. It's its own organ literally designed for nothing but pleasure. And for whatever reason, when I took the time to actually like think about what that is and what that means, I, it it landed in my system in a way that surprised me actually. And it has continuously since I've had the realization it has continued to like unravel like a million things inside of me. Mm -hmm. Um, because I truly believe that we are designed on purpose. Like every single thing, this, this was not an accidental design situation. And you think about, um, like being, fearfully and wonderfully made or knit together in your mother's womb and just being designed as a woman so intentionally and so perfectly. And so the part of us that makes us unique as woman, right? Our unique reproductive system, which is, you know, separate from that of a man and the flagship point of that entire system that makes us a woman is solely provided for pleasure. That's its only purpose. And what it did for me was it realized, it made me realize that there is like this secret answer to being a woman hiding in plain sight inside my own body, that I am also designed and wired to experience pleasure for the sake of pleasure. And I've spent so much time like being so disconnected from our bodies. We, we have been, um, we, we weren't edu- I mean, we were educated. Like I went to sex ed, but I was so programmed with just this mortified embarrassment and shame and disconnection. I honestly don't even remember if I knew, like, I'm sure I learned all the parts of the system, but literally, I think it was two years ago that I actually understood that like the outer part of my reproductive system was not a vagina. It was actually called a vulva. And I was like, I was 43 years old when I actually even understood what, what the term for my anatomy was. And I'm sure I heard it back then, but it was so filtered through embarrassment and shame that I just didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, just let me survive this. I don't want to, I don't want to find this out. I don't want to have this conversation. This is embarrassing. This is icky. This is gross. This is disgusting. And that, that has been a a very um, specific programming around your, around a woman's physical anatomy a lot of shame and avoidance and disconnection and disgust. And so therefore, if part of your anatomy and part of what makes you uniquely a woman is being wired for pleasure and you're disconnected from your body, then you're also disconnected from pleasure for the sake of pleasure. And it's left in favor then of more of a functional, purposeful usefulness that is connected more to a man. And women have this endless seeking for their worth and their value. And in doing so, in being useful and productive and measuring up and checking off the, off the to-do list, they think that their worth is in the doing. But the truth is, is right inside your own body, like your innate design and worth is literally in pleasure for no reason. Yeah, it is wild. Like when you told me that too, I just was like, well, I mean, there's been so many things that have added up before even that awareness of like, oh my gosh, that there is no function. It's 
is for pleasure. Like we were giving, given something in our body that is just is because it is like, it doesn't have to be useful. It doesn't have to have a reason. It just is. And we have known for a really long time in this work that there are, there's this roadmap inside of ourselves that's leading us to a place and how we have found that like not everything feels great in the ways of like having to go through different situations, but the feeling of like being lit up or turned on is a uh, definite, a definite way to like feeling and emotion to follow, to guide yourself and to lead yourself into your true nature. But when you are cut off from that part of yourself, it's really hard to know how to navigate life and the design that you are creating from because there's no like lighthouse to go back to. Yeah, totally. And even to not know if that is okay to be lit up or to be turned on. It is like even, um, the energy and the sensation of pleasure in your own body has been so adamantly denied and, um, seen as a potential danger or problem that, most women live like somewhere in their head because they want to avoid any sensation in their body. Like any feeling is too much feeling. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know if this is okay. And I just got to avoid that situation. And so much of our deepest, most satisfying, um, quality of life is held in the sensuality, in the sensations of our physical body. We are made to connect and to touch and to experience and to taste and to feel we're feeling people. And the way that we feel is in our emotions, but it's also in our physical body. Like this, the connection to our own physicality is everything. And we've been taught to deny that. And we've been taught that our body is shameful and sinful and something to either manipulate or control or to deny or to, um, avoid. And it is mind blowing to me. I mean, we think about creating heaven on earth. Well, heaven on earth is your humanity. It is your physical body. It is what houses your spirit and your desire and your dreams and your pleasure and your purpose in this world. And it is how it's, it's how you co-create the quality of life that you came here to experience and to explore. Yeah, I mean, the ability, like the amount of your power source, like if you think of power source, like the power you get from source, like how to harness the power, how to, to um, be in like your full potential requires you to be connected to all parts of who you actually are. Right. Am I freezing? Off and on. Okay. Well, it's extremely windy, so I'm not sure if that's why or not, but we'll just see how it lands in the recording. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of that, of the source, the power source and the source energy, I remember, God, this must have been eight roughly eight to 10 years ago, somewhere in that range of having this session with this woman and working out, trying to move beyond what happened to us when we were little kids and having an issue with sex and, and like actual sex and, um, just not being able to like be there, like trying to escape my, in, escape my body into my head and just disappearing during that, because it just felt like an unsafe place to be. And I remember her saying to me, I feel like I need to tell you something, um, that, you know, the energy and the sensation that you feel that is source energy. That is the experience of God. And I remember just being really floored by that and trying to like wrap my 
brain around how that could possibly be part of that experience because it's felt so foreign to me. And because of the way I understood religion, um, sex had always been this taboo topic that seemed to be like separate from God and outside of God, unless it was in the perfect conditions between a married couple, you know, like it was like, so, um, it just felt very disconnected. And so when she told me that that was part of experiencing God, I remember my mind just being completely blown, but not really being able to get past a lot of the shame that I had carried and felt during the other experiences of my life to actually connect with that truth. But as women, even in your biology and your, what word I want to use, like your sexuality is part, like we are made in the image of God. It is the part of us that makes us unique and an aspect of the creator in form. And biblically in the example that we have, everything is very masculine. And so there's this absence of the feminine and that which makes us woman and that which makes us holy in our reference point and understanding of our own original design. Right. Which in return, I mean, there it is. And then also in the world right now, I mean, our examples of what it is to be like a good human being or how we should be productive. The examples are masculine and men and women, because we've lost touch in some ways with our own power source and what that means about us and connected to all the feelings of shame and guilt and all the things around it. We then imitate what we see, but we're not connected to the place inside of us that catapults us forward. We're just like going through the motions of something else that isn't truly connected to the creation and creator and our ability that we actually have to create in this life. Yeah, exactly. And you think about like, you think about our generation and like women, our age and like mm, kind of our mothers, you know, like they were sort of on that cusp of like the, um, paradigm of valuing masculine energy and production, independence, productivity, like, um, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, doing things on your own. Like you can do anything that anyone can do, you know, anything that a man can do, a woman can do and all of these things. Right. And so, um, which is, there's nothing inherently wrong with those qualities, but when it's sourced in a disconnected way, like from your, the true essence of who you are as the feminine, as a woman and where your power resides it's much more dynamic. It's much less structured. It's much more cooperative. It's much, must let much less independent. It's much more, um, fluid. It's, it's a different type of experience in its sourcing. And so we, we were trained out of our connection to our power and our presence and our source energy and operating system. We were trained out of our original design really in favor of a masculine paradigm of product pro productivity and action and independence. And you think about how many women in our generation have reproductive issues have crazy heavy periods, have total problems with like, um, menopause and like trans, um, like the transferring out of that and thinking about reproductive issues and all of this denial of the feminine, that which makes us uniquely a woman 
how that impacts our physicality over time and how it's just continuing to compound and compound. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's wild to think about how, um, we just weren't taught about what being a woman really even is, you know, like, well, first we, we were just kind of like, you skip over your actual physicality. Like you said before, like it's down there or it's like, I don't know, just kind of figure it out. Don't get yourself into trouble. Don't get pregnant, but also like, let's just brush over all of these things. And then a lot of the qualities that are innately feminine qualities have been either dismissed or they haven't been nurtured or they there's such a disconnection from them that we don't even know really how to tap into those essence and use them to be productive or use them to take action or use them to create the quality of life that we want. Right. Because it's not that women can't be productive and all those useful and, you know, all of the qualities that we're imitating in men, but it's a completely different story when you do it to the essence of who you actually are and not trying to do it in a way that even if it's a man or somebody else does it, could be another woman. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that, but that imitation is really where we get tripped up as a woman and to connect into the essence of who you truly are and create out of that is like, the most productive and useful thing you could possibly know. Right. And with pleasure and like coming to this place inside myself of being like, holy shit, I'm actually designed. There's a huge source within me that's designed as a woman to experience pleasure for no reason. And I continuously dismiss things that make me feel good because they don't have a point. They're like unnecessary or they don't matter or they don't, you know, they don't produce the, what I think should be the correct outcome. So I dismiss the fact that they don't matter. And what this did for me was it, it gave strangely enough purpose to pleasure for no reason. It became like a relief in my system that the fact that I love beautiful things is on purpose that it doesn't even matter if it has a point. It doesn't even matter if it leads to something else that feeling good for the sake of feeling good holds a very specific purpose in my design. And, you know, we've talked about things just even in our home, the way our home looks or the way our body feels or the way we look or the way we dress or the way we like the time and the pleasure and the intention and the curation of something that feels good often gets denied in our lives over something that would be more productive or useful. But to understand that that in itself is its own purpose has just, I don't know, it's just blown something open inside of me that, that has connected something deep within me about allowing myself to just love what I love because I love it. Right. And when you say like it has no perfect purpose, that's like logical purpose. Like it has no logical function. It, you can't see like the end result. Like this does this equals this. So it has a function, but it's like a non-logical function. And like we like to play in the dimension of like, what would the word even be? Not logics? Like magic, creation, the mind-blowing situation. And so when you're able to connect into that, just for the sake of the pleasure and the quality, like world shift insanity amount. Yes. Yeah. That's a great point. That's exactly what I'm saying. It doesn't serve the linear 3d, like, um, like, cause and effect. When I do this, this happens sort of purpose. It plays in a completely different realm of like purposeful pleasure for massive creation. Right. 
that has. Oh, go ahead. No, please go ahead. I was going to say that there's just so many women that feel disconnected to any sort of connection and looking for purpose and joy in their life. I mean, if, if you counted the millions and billions of dollars that went into joy signs in people's homes, like <laughs> that would be a clue of how much people just want joy and connect to joy and feel like they don't quite know how to get there. And um, like, what's the point of life? Is it like function? Is it like we're built, like, what are, what are we here to do? Like, and to tap into that element of life of enjoyment and depth and experience and quality for the sake of like using your time here as you desire to do is like, really what else is there, is there to do than that? You know? Right. Yeah. And people want people want to feel good and experience joy and be happy in their lives. And then they dismiss it when over productivity, like I don't have time for that. And I don't, that, that doesn't, you know, this is more important or I always have to do things that I don't want to do. And so I don't get to do what I want to do and I don't get to have fun and I don't get to have joy because I've got responsibilities and I've got bills to pay. And it feels as though pleasure and joy takes us away from our purpose or our productivity. But when we understand how to tap into pleasure and joy as the conduit and amplification of our purpose and our productivity, we can do exponentially greater, more quantum type things in a fraction of the time. Yeah. The energy is swirling. These trees are like almost bending over outside. It is the wind is like picking up in this way. That's like everything in this universe is shifting. The universal forces are like this is the truth. This is an important conversation. Yeah. And I've noticed in my own life, the more that I'm willing and the more that I intentionally connect with what is pleasurable in my life, in my body, in my choices, in the time actually slows way way down yeah like the moments that it takes when you you're like oh I don't have time for this or I can't do this or you know this rushing rushing and hurrying and I just keep using the word productivity but this rush to produce when you are willing to curate on and on purposefully decide your environment, the way you will experience the moment, what you are going to put into your mouth, what you're going to say, the music, the ambiance, all of these sensational experiences that bring pleasure, you run time instead of time running you. And you become the source of what is created in your life instead of, you know, just constantly responding and reacting to that, which is, I mean, we are the life bearers. We hold the womb. We are the ones who create and birth forward that which exists. And we love and we house and we nurture these desires and these dreams that we, that in which we cannot see and already love and then bring to life in the perfect timing. That is what we are here for. That's what is, that's, that's woman. I have goosebumps as you said that. And so the question is like, what are you birthing? What are you bringing to life? How are you doing that? I think of the, the old, um, paintings of like the women, I don't know if it was the Victorian age or exactly when it was, but they're all like 
beautiful and naked and a little bit chubby and they're all just kind of like being weighted on hand and foot and there's grapes there and they they're they've got nowhere to be and they've got nothing to do they're just exactly already you know pleasurable and perfection right in that moment and then weirdly thinking of just how much hustle and force and you know running that that women are doing now and how fun it is to just lay there naked and eat some grapes <laughs> I know I don't think people understand they cannot wrap their minds around like our ability to just actually do everything that we want to do and do nothing that we don't want to do like our lives are completely shifting and shifted into like responsibility is just not even a thing obligation is not even a thing not enough time is not even a thing not enough money is not even a thing not enough resources is not a thing not enough support is not a thing from being completely owned by feeling like those were the things that you know were the main focus for years and years and years. Like people will take our programs and be like, but I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? How do I do that? And they start just connecting into like, what is it that I actually desire? What is it that I actually want to do right now in this one second? And like, if you can connect into that one second, like your whole life can shape around that. Like actually nothing is required of you. Like, let that sink in for a minute. You did not come here with a requirement agreement. Like, you get to decide. Yeah. I was um, joking with Nick because we were doing yard work and I used to be literally like, go, 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 got to get it done. Got to get it done. Like could not stop. Like just having to, I don't know, prove my value by doing stuff. And I remember actually painting this house. When we moved to this house, my parents came and my mom and I were literally just like, nonstop workhorses. And my dad kept like taking breaks and going outside and sitting down and like grabbing a drink or having a snack. And he'd come back to work, but he would, he would just take breaks and he would just stop and he would just rest and do those things. And I remember being weirdly annoyed by that and feeling almost like this sense of like, I'm better than that. I don't even need a break sort of situation. And so I was just like, get this done, go, go, go. And over the last like year and really, really over the last six months, I just don't have the drive to do that anymore. Like I find myself just taking a lot of breaks, not really making any like progress. Like there's times that I will do things because I feel led to do them, but I won't do them anymore because I feel like I should. Right. And, and simultaneously uh, building a whole empire over there that doesn't feel like anything. It doesn't feel like a push or like a, you know, like if you were to think about like what logical work looks like, like not to get it twisted that we're not continuously making choices and creating all day, every day. It just looks completely different than what the human code situation is. Right. Yes. And it's, 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 um, led by desire and pleasure and choice and turn on it's not led by force and have to and should and could you know like it's it's just sourced from a different place so it doesn't even really feel as though it's work like there is nothing more satisfying in my life than than playing in the originators and in, in talking about it in designing things in graphics in podcasts in clients in all of the things like Isabel and I had a conversation recently and she's like, I'm like, I, I just, um, I don't, just don't work very much. And she's like, mom, you're doing something with originators all the time. And I'm like, well, am I 
I don't know. It doesn't even really feel like I am. I'm like, but I guess honestly, because I love it so much and it brings me so much satisfaction, it doesn't even occur to me that it's work. Like that, that it's, it has, it's just not like that. You know, the idea that work has to be doing something you don't want to do in order to earn money. So that in your spare time, you can do what you want to do. Like that just doesn't, that just doesn't make sense anymore in the world. Like totally right. Exactly. And then when you do that, then you're so exhausted by all the things you don't want to do that you just like can't even muster up enough energy to try to even think what would be enjoyable in that moment. Like just actually shutting my brain off and like just shutting down and turning into a zombie for three hours seems like the best option because I just don't even have anything left. Like it's actually not normal. It's not your normal state to be like exhausted. Like if you're exhausted at the end of every single day, like something in your energetic makeup is not adding up to be the appropriate, the appropriate like use of how you're using the time you have during your day. Like, I am literally not, I mean, if I'm really tired, then I know it's time to rest. So I don't like feel like I get to that. Like, I just have to, I need time by myself and nobody talked to me and I'm so tired and I just need this glass of wine and just give me 10 minutes. Like that just doesn't, I mean, if I do have those thoughts, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Like what's going on. And there's something to work through or something to sit in for a while, whatever. It's not that big a deal, but the MO of most women here, especially in America is like, here's my routine. And at the end of the night, I can't even think one second. And if you're going to expect me to actually like be pleasured, have sex at the end of the night of being exhausted and that even options there, it's like, that's not even gonna don't even attempt to try to make me have to do one more thing that I can't even just muster up enough energy to even think about this like it's already a no before it's even an option right yeah but there is like this completely other way to live and like every single one of you has this ability nobody was born more special it's just about making choices being connected into the truth What am I actually feeling? What do I actually desire? What do I think is required of me right now? Is that even actually the truth? Why am I doing this when it feels like death? Why am I dreading this and I'm still doing it? What do I think is the next potential disaster? How am I getting, how do I think I'm gonna get myself in trouble if I follow my innate knowing? What if I say no, who's not gonna like me? And start really getting close in with yourself and realizing like, where am I exerting myself when I don't need to? Where am I not taking the opportunity to slow down and enjoy myself? What's happening in my mind? This is supposed to be fun right now. And I'm only thinking about this one thing. Like this stuff is exhausting. Right. Yeah. There's nothing enjoyable about that. nothing yeah so I had said to Nick we were working on the yard work and I had said to him like god I used to be such a workhorse and I'm like turns out I guess I'm kind of lazy turns out I don't really care about these weeds as much as I thought before I did Oh, he's like, honey, you used to be a workhorse and now you're just a show horse. And I was like, I am dress me up pretty and, you know, show me around and let's find somebody else to do this damn yard work. It's just no, yeah, point. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like if I was to imitate like what Chad feels when he feels the most energized, I mean, he wakes up at four 30 in the morning. He's like, doing homework before he goes to his job and he's at his job and then he comes back home and then he's like doing all these things. And at the end of the night, I mean, he's tired, but he's like on fire for his day. He tells me all the things he did. I mean, this lights him up in a way that sounds 
So like, if I was to be like, this is the example of how I get lit up and what I should be doing, I would be completely exhausted. And I did try that for a while, you know? And now my day, I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, so lit up. I'm like, drink coffee till like 10. This is like my routine. Get up, bring the kids to school, come home, get coffee, start the fire, get my stuff ready in the living room. 10.30, I mean, the longer, the more, if the morning stretches into up until dinner time, it's like, whoa, that was the, I love that day. I was like hung out. I took a bath at like three o'clock, simultaneously working. Like we are doing, we have clients, we're building more programs. We have, I mean, there's a lot of things going on, which are fantastic and fun. Like yesterday I was doing graphics and then we had mad money starting and I'm like that cat gif on the computer like putting in all the things and Chad's like your class is starting in a couple minutes I'm like oh my gosh okay there's one more thing there's one more thing I was just like having so much fun doing it and then just transferred right into the class it just is it never actually feels like work it just feels like the energy is just right there pushing into this yay 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 to the next thing, yay, 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 to a bath, to a whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's, yeah. it's just so visually different from what Chad's day looks like to my day that he's like, I can never wrap my head around doing what you do. And I'm like, I could never wrap my head around doing what you do. But they're perfect for each of us. And so that then enhances our life and our marriage because we're not trying to imitate each other. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And there are times where like action and productivity is really high in lots of areas, but when it is connected to the essence of who you are and it is sourced, not from the outcome, but from the experience of it, that in itself, it holds a dynamic that is very, very different. And that fuels you forward without so much force and push and drive that is attached to it. Like the, um, I mean, I, I, when I say like, I'm lazy, I mean, like I'm lazy under the human codes definition of what lazy is, which means I'm not (laughs) constantly like driving the bullhorn to it would have been like like a subject if you were not like where you're at now you would have thought like oh no am I like this is what it would have been like an insecurity in some ways like this is why we avoid taking time for ourselves because then that would mean that I'm lazy and when you're lazy these bad things happen but like right and like being there for yourself and having your own back is actually like the complete opposite of lazy totally and going back to that, like birth, the, the woman as a creator and creating something she cannot see yet, we have an innate ability in our knowing to connect with something that doesn't exist in the 3D world where like a man and a masculine energy system is about like linear, logical structure, order, reason, 3D, taste, touch cause and effect outcome situation. Right. And so, um, okay. I'm starting to get confused in where my thought process was going in order to design the quality of life that you truly desire as a woman, you will have to birth it into reality before you can see it. So If I have decided that in the quality of my own life experience, that I am no longer willing to do things that I don't want to do that take me away from my pleasure and my power and my desire and the essence of who I am in order to get money, then I'm going to have to stop doing things that I don't want to do in order to get money before I can see where that new birth and that new life and that new creation is going to come from. Yeah. You won't be able to like produce your way into relaxing. 
you won't be able to. And, and that's what so many women try to do when they don't understand when they, when they are disconnected is if I could get everything done, then I could relax. Mm -hmm. If everything was perfect in the external world, then I would feel better first. And it's like, you have to take charge and authority over the energy first and decide in the true essence of what actually matters to you and what you want to experience in the quality of your creation before you can see it, before you hold it in your hands, before you know what it's going to look like, if it's going to have your eyes or his eyes, or your hair, you have already, you already know that that baby is coming and you already know that that birthing of creation is coming long before it's real to them, long before it's real to the world, long before you've already decided that you love this creation that you're making. Right. Yeah. It's just the truth is, is that women are designed differently. And our design requires different rules than a man's world or a logic world. You can have outcomes and results in imitation. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But in that world, something else has to give because it's not our unique design. So if you want to have the quality of life that you truly, truly desire and get to experience quality in all things, then it's going to require a different system than what you're you're participating in now. Yeah. And we will each have to stop looking outside of ourselves to know what that um, design and system is. Right. Because when like, you tap into it, like literally everything changes. We know this to be true for sure. It's with both of us and our clients are blowing us away and they're blowing themselves away that the difference in the story of the reality of what is happening from the start to now is like different dimensions because it truly is. You've tapped into a different dimension when you know how to tap into it. Right. I mean, it's wild. It is wild. I mean, the things that we're getting, people are messaging us, Boxer calls it, then the classes, the interactive face-to-face -face classes. I mean, last night we did Mad Money and the whole class, we were just like, my heart was beating out of my chest. I just, I mean, to know so much about all the things that own women individually and then to watch them just casually step into this new world and new life that they've created without any, like, I mean, no, knowing it, but then like knowing it and just the difference from how they functioned and what their choices were to like how they function now and to what their choices are. It seems like it should be like, oh, to, to them, like to me, I feel like they should be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But it's the most natural state that they can possibly be in. And so it's mind blowing. And then also like, well, yeah, duh. It's like this combination of, it's the transition is so it's just so smooth that they just like it's like they land themselves into this place where they always belonged and it just feels like I've always I can't believe I haven't always been here this is home actually right yes 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 yeah that true essence of who you are that innate energy system, that connection to source that is your own turn on and that is leading you uniquely to through your desire and through pleasure and joy and connection and spirit. It is, it is the most natural thing in the world. And I remember hearing Tony Robbins. I watched this thing, this YouTube video a long time ago, five to seven years ago. And there was this woman and she was very hard. Do you remember this? Yes. She was very hard and she was very harsh and she had been raised in a very masculine dynamic. And she had this really strange dynamic between her and her son where she, um, and he 
like tapped into something for her, into her and that hard outer shell just like softened and everything sort of relaxed in her. And he basically told her in, I mean, in some way, shape or form, like that she was going to have to stop like being the man in her own life, because I think she wanted, you know, a relationship and a connection with her son. And she just had this fight in her that was, that she couldn't let her guard down. And he, she said, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to like figure this out. And I'm going to, I'm going to have to just, um, I'm going to try to do all of these things. You know, I'm going to try to follow what you're saying. And he's like, you don't, there's actually nothing you have to try to do. You just have to stop doing what isn't actually you. Like it's not that you have to discover who you are necessarily. You just have to stop being who you're not. And come to terms with the fact that the way that you innately are, your original design, your origination, who you were created to be is on purpose. Like there's nowhere else that you have to, no one else you have to become or imitate or look to to know. It is all within you. So it's more, it's less of a becoming and it's more of an unbecoming, I guess. <laughs> right. And with the girls in, in our, our clients right now, like their ability to like tap in and connect to the essence of themselves again, like it's never been lost. It's always been there. It's just hasn't been plugged in. It's been disconnected and severed and abandoned over something that we thought had more value. And when they have come to see how much they have a hand in their own creation of the quality of their experience, it gets to be really fun and exciting. And the power that we each possess, I mean, Power in itself has been a very distorted, terrifying, scary experience under the human code programming, but true essence of power is like this innate magical experience of who you truly, truly are unshakable and the ability to move that into creation, into the quantum field and experience things instantaneously. I mean, we're getting, we're having calls with our clients. And within an hour of that call, we're getting messages of like these massive experiences and these 180 degree differences from just the change in the programming and the story and the concentration and the reference point, new orientation, new experience. And these women are willing to move through whatever is required of them in order to actualize their true desires. And they're happening like that. Yeah. It's wild. It's so wild. It's so fun. In weeks. Oh my God, I know. Women who have spent 20 years trying to figure this shit out with 10 to 15 therapists with every freaking thing under the sun. It's so freaking great. There's this moment for the women who have, the women who have spent years and years and years and years trying to figure it out. There's this moment that happens that you said with like that Tony Robbins thing where suddenly they enter one of our experiences and something happens where they innately know this is different. This is different from anything that I've ever done or tried or that any, this other group has told me the way to get it. And there's this thing that happens where all of a sudden the softness happens where they, it's like, I'm coming in so scared and so unsure and so matter of life and death and so protected. And I'm already not sure that this is going to work because I've tried a million different things. And then they just like this shell, this like 
something in the energetics connect to the origin of who they are and who you are. And it, it's like, everything's going to be okay. I don't see it. I don't understand how it's going to work. I don't understand it. I can't see it, but there's this innate knowing inside of me that this is where I belong. And I know it's going to be, I know I'm going to be okay. I know, I, I know it. I know it. Yeah. It's so like, they're just, this is the best life ever. Totally. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And it just keeps getting more and more and more and more, like more women are doing it. More women are finding themselves more. When I say doing it, I mean like connecting to the essence of who they are and creating their life from that place. Yeah. The women that are turning over, it's just insanity. Yeah. I know it's so good. I had this, well, we had this kind of collective vision of this weaving of this web of connection, true connection, genuine life giving connection between women to women dynamics who come together in collaboration and truly celebrate and uplift each other in them each possessing this unique essence that belongs to them individually and then expressing that into the world whichever way they are meant to express it and to see lit up to be turned on to be connected and plugged into that which makes them unique to their own origination to their own fire to their own source energy like just this web across the world and these fires lighting up and igniting and the way in which we get to experience each other outside of the human code programming of relationships where we bond over trauma and pain and where we, you know, minimize our happiness to not make somebody else feel bad, or we, you know, deny ourselves something that somebody doesn't have, or the way that we have been taught to relate or bond over our mutual hatred of somebody else, <laughs> you know, to, to truly be able to come, Jenny said it this morning, we were talking about having a place where women can come and be like, you know what? I got to tell you, I'm having the best sex I've ever had in my whole life. I, it is mind blowing to me. Or my husband is literally showing up. I, the, the relationship that we have is out of this world. I can't even believe that this is my marriage right now. And that you can come to the table and say that, or you can come to the say to the table saying I've made over $10,000 for four months in a row. And I'm so freaking excited because I've been able to figure this out and I've been able to do it. Or my child is doing so well, or my God, I feel so sexy in my body. Like if there is a place that you can come to and bring that and connect over that, like sign me the fuck up. (laughs) And there is, it's called the power and pleasure mastermind and it's coming in January. But this is the type of relationship and connection and experience that we want to have with women in the world. And, and women are already saying, I'm in. Like, oh yeah, whatever this is, I mean, there's already women joining this. Yeah. It's like lit up. It lights you up. When, like, I love how you said, like, to see this web of fire interlocking this grid of like this vortex vibration pulling in so many mind-blowing experiences like what's going to happen in the six months here okay and lastly we're ending it with an in-person retreat so we all get to experience each other face-to-face real-time celebration of what happened in the six months like this is I, I I tried to explain it to somebody the other day and I'm like, can you just feel the energy of it? Just there's, I mean, there's words, but the words just that are required are 
in another dimension in some ways like the energetics of what this is internally is it's just it just is going to be incredible it already is incredible yeah i know i'm so excited to see you know, because there's that whole thing. I mean, we've had, we've gone through this experience. Every woman that we've worked through has gone through this experience in some way, shape or that a form of like, what if I get everything I want? Like, and I end up alone. What if I'm the only one? What if everybody hates me? What if nobody likes me anymore? What if I'm the happiest woman in my friend group and I don't have anything to bond with them over? And what if I, I mean, I've had a really hard time in different groups because so many of the women just, it's like part of the fun of it is like how they make fun of their husbands and how they like bash their husbands. And I'm like, I'm just not into this. Like I actually really love and respect my husband and I enjoy spending time with him and who he is. And we have a great time together. Like, this is just not the way that I want to have that experience. But that feeling of like, if I have it all, I'm going to end up alone. So I have to find an area to compromise and sacrifice in it so I can stay relatable and not lose everybody. And I don't know, somehow it just finally connected into me, like just create an experience and a table with women who have it all. <laughs> exactly. Because there's really nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. No, not at all. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's coming out soon. Reach out to us too. If you know that it's for you. Yeah. You can get in right now. Yeah. It's just all so freaking good. There is so much goodness available to each one of us if we are just willing to choose it for ourselves and we're here for it yes every single bit of it and i'm telling you you want it And you actually have a choice in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you say that, like, we're not special. Like we didn't, we don't have something special that somebody else doesn't have available to them. Yeah. I mean, we've literally gone through it all. We've, we've felt all of the things, every single thing. There's nothing, there's no sort of desperation that we did not have before and to have it be a completely different world like I know we went through those things so we could transform and be an example like nothing is off the table nothing is off limits there is not one thing that has ever happened in this world that makes you excluded from having the life that you actually want nothing there's not one bit of evidence that holds you apart just a matter of a decision and going forward one moment at a time you don't have to know how it's going to work you don't have to have it all figured out you just trust and when you can't you just trust again right you know what it is you want to do in this life. You do, even if it's not in your logical mind, there's a part of you that feels it, knows that you came here for something, feels like something's missing, can't put your finger on it. That life is still available to you. You've never stopped searching for it. That feeling has never really gone away. It's relentlessly leading you to this moment. However you find it, just find it. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, the wind. It's like, yes. <laughs> it's over here. It is wild. Yeah. Oh, my heart is racing. Ooh. The energy is good. Feel it. Everybody just feel it for a second. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <sighs> oh my God. Love you so much. Oh my God. This is so good. I love you, Jenny. I love you, all that are listening to this. We'll um connect again next week, I guess. Yes. Until then. All right. Bye.